my understanding of what an engineer did did not match up at all to what an engineer thought an engineer did. Hello listener, welcome to What the UX, the podcast where we discuss some of the lesser talked about realities of being a designer in UX. Each week we'll pick a topic and ask the question, what the UX? Who knows? We might even say something useful. Engineers. I feel like I read an article recently about this. About what? Engineers. You read an article about engineers? Yeah, work des- designers working with engineers. What's the headline? Designers don't need engineers anymore. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you got like examples of um, when? It's not worked very well versus when it does work well. I do. Like, oh, I've got many examples. <laughs> so yeah, so tell us about when it uh, it's worked badly then. For me, hmm. so this is in my uh, one of my previous roles, where my understanding of what an engineer did did not match up at all to what an engineer thought an engineer did. <laughs> Okay. Uh, <laughs> and I know that sounds weird, and maybe this is a bit of an anomaly, but I was at a company where me, as a designer, thought that I would come in, help shape the product, help create some designs, help create some stuff that needs to be implemented, and then work with an engineer to get it implemented. The engineer's idea of their role was to do that, but also to do my role in its entirety. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and that, and I think that is probably not but this is like this is one of the things about startups where I feel like they often hire engineers who are expected and we use the term unicorn a lot but those are like truly like people you just hire and they just work in technology and they work in the digital space and they come in and they say oh this is really easy to solve all you need to do is do this and then by the way I can also help implement that and I will implement it and they just go in and then they get used to that pattern of working, especially if they worked at five, six, seven startups and they work their way up to like principal engineer. Yeah. Then they just think that they just go and deliver solutions constantly and you put them in front of someone like a product manager or a designer and they're like, oh, now you no longer have the freedom that I used to have. At least that's the initial reaction. I no longer have the freedom rather than like these people can also help, help me do my job better. Yeah. Well, he- first of all, hello, listener. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the, that the intro? <laughs> uh, that might be, yeah. If you haven't, if you haven't uh, clocked it already, we are uh, talking about working with engineers today. So thanks for that opening You're story. <laughs> Bit ranty. Well, I mean, so Spotify have done a, I've got a blog here. And the question they pose is, what does a successful collaboration between design and engineering look like? I read the same thing. Did you? Really? Yeah. What? Today? Yeah. <laughs> On the train this morning. Well, do tell. What is, what's the... What's the uh... It's quite anecdotal. Yeah. I'd say it's quite cliched. Okay. Hmm. You wouldn't expect much more from... <laughs> <laughs> but I... Well, I feel like that's probably where I come at from this. I feel like there's a... Well, I feel like there's been this... There's this... There's been a trend, right? So... Before responsive design, I think it's responsive. Responsive. Cut that bit out, don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Trip over my tongue quite a lot. Um, Responsive design kind of kicked up uh, 
different processes. So for, up until a responsive design, I feel like waterfall kind of like project management was pretty common in building, you know, stuff for the internet. So designers would design the stuff, they'd make pictures of it. You'd kind of hand it over to a developer that we now call engineers. They would then slice it up and, you know, put it into like a 960 wide container and that was it. Everything could just be like pixel perfect. And I remember mm. tools that used to like overlay like a JPEG onto like a browser. So engineers could see like how accurate their, you know, implementation was. But then like when responsive design came along, it was like all of these questions about like, well, what happens in between and how does this thing respond? And then all of a sudden there was, there was like the, 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 the canvas was no longer a great place to make those decisions. So it kind of forced, designers and engineers to have some conversations about what happens when I do this and so I feel that that was kind of like a a moment in time where designers and engineers had to talk to each other about the, the middle ground the mm. bit that wasn't documented so I think that sort of started to set a trend around agile as well around how do you build things iteratively when you don't have all the answers to start with and so like we live in this world now where agile methodology is kind of like the the mainstream way of doing stuff. Um, but I feel like there's still like quite a lot of waterfall processes that cr creep in quite a lot. And probably if we're honest, I feel like I probably work in more of a waterfall kind of process than I do an agile one. Um, <clears throat> so, And what makes you say that? Is it the speed of delivery is it just your day-to-day -day, how it feels like what makes you say that you're working you feel like you work in a waterfall fashion i feel like when i i'm doing the design part of something before any engineer gets close to any kind of writing any line of code around it mm. and i am handing off designs mm. mostly to engineers to interpret yeah and I think some of it is in terms of like, so I work on mobile uh, development and that is inherently slower. There's a lot more complexities around testing it on, and all that kind of stuff. And so it's not that efficient for me to just sit around and work with a developer or an engineer while they're building something that I'm still designing. Mm. Um, so I, yeah, I, I, I kind of feel like there's this utopian world of what it should look like yeah which is what like. which is what this spotify blog post feels like yeah idealistic yeah so <laughs> you ask engineers oh how do i want to work with design oh i want designers to like ask me and i want to be in you know in the process early i want to be able to inform stuff i think that that stuff can happen and does mm. happen it's like um and as designers i feel like we want engineers to kind of not need to have all the answers to start with perhaps before they start building something or to like figure it out as we go. But I think there's, there's two different mindsets that kind of play often mm. I feel between designers and engineers, engineers want definition and every kind of everything to be kind of certain. Yeah. Designers don't have all the answers and they want to like figure things out as, as they go. I'm, I'm generalizing of course. No, but I think it's a good point. Cause I think, a lot of the things in the workplace are a trade-off. And I think if you're an engineer and you want that involvement in the definition side and the shaping side and figuring out what we're going to be building, then you have to take away some of that desire for definition at the same time because you're not going to get it. So it might be that 
you work together you you pair up with an engineer for a day and you come up with some kind of concept but that engineer has to be willing to code that concept and also be willing to throw it away if it proves to be not valuable that and then i think yeah then it gets to the point of like are they prepared to do that yeah i think there's probably something in those relationships as well about how close you are to like business as usual operating systems and how critical they might be and how to like navigate them even the complexity of the code if you know if you've got like loads of systems that are talking to each other to just even to prototype something can often feel overly complex you know or not not worth the effort chris you're you're i can see your mind just like whirring no no it's actually what you were talking about actually i can relate to where i mean i've worked with i've worked with obviously various different sort of um characters let's say with with engineers um and some a lot actually do want that kind of certainty which is kind of, i think that's kind of what you're saying about the that that the design is finished and that this is what we need to build yeah nothing's going to change exactly and like I, whereas i like i mean i absolutely cannot stand documentation because i would rather i'd rather discuss it with the engineers we're working and building it and have that kind of flexibility to pivot at any point and i think that's the agile mindset right whereas i do think that um so this spotify blog post about uh what does the perfect kind of relationship look like uh it feels like a it feels a lot like the stuff that uh jeff gothelf talks about which is dual track Mm. where you kind of flow between engineer and design um and it yeah the from a from a sort of um from a th- from a way of working it it sounds really good and really nice but i do work i've worked with engineers in the past and i few have as well but they're like i don't i don't really care about that i just want just tell me what you want me to build mm. you do get some obviously that are on the flip side and they like to be way more involved um but you also get those that so i think it's about figuring out what kind of uh people you've got in the team and form it on that rather than mm. So you're saying like align, like find the people you can work closer with and then just keep working closer with them. Well, no, (laughs) all I mean is like, I think you need to figure out the dynamic within your own squad before you can figure out how to work with them, if that makes sense. Because, you know, some some engineers have a bit more of an eye for design. So you don't have to necessarily give them like pixel perfection. I mean, I, I hate this concept of pixel perfection myself because it it uh, it doesn't really like actually work in a practical from from my point of view and my experience it doesn't really work from a practical practical point of view because it never you're always making trade offs it never ever looks exactly the same so I think so I do get this whole dual track thing like we we did this whole process where I worked uh, a last place where. You know, engineers came out and we did guerrilla uh, UX uh, research. So we went out in the street and we we asked them. And when we came back, they were definitely energized by it. Mm-hmm. And so I think maybe it's just a, if it's a case of getting them involved. You will probably get some resistance to it at the start, but I do think once you give them a bit of a flavor of what we do, I do think that they'll like often. And I've found this in the past that they're like they actually then appreciate what it is that we do. Mm. Because I think it's hard, it's hard for them to really 
figure out what we do unless you actually physically like, they actually do it as well and like let's face it everyone is a ux designer in a, in a company we've already said this before but i do think that it needs the boundaries need to be a lot uh you know what I mean? It's throwing yeah, yeah, yeah. over, throwing exactly throwing it over the wall is just is and waterfall is just like. But I think it, it's a mindset thing more more for me, um, and I think it needs to be kind of one of those things that is uh, a way of working that is more fluid. Yeah. So I guess the, like the reason we want to talk about this stuff yeah. right is the, about talking about the realities of stuff. So yeah. like you read a you read a post and it's like y- y- yeah. I think we all agree that the best way to work in yeah. a multidisciplinary team is that everyone's collaborating. The lines are blurry between who does what. We move in and out of different things. We're comfortable with ambiguity. We want to iterate and we're all wanting to like do the best. But the reality the reality is like not all personality, like we're dealing with human beings, right? So personalities are different. People come to work for different purposes. I wonder what, engineers would say <laughs> like how do Let's you get work? one <laughs> how do you, how, do you, how i mean we're probably not the right people to answer this question but we can well we'll ask probably take, for, for a future one yeah take Definitely. a guess but like what would engineers say about working with designers like we're designers talking about working with engineers right now yeah. i wonder what they would say about how they would like us to work with them i think it's you you often have when you don't know much about someone else's role, and I'm not saying that all engineers do. I think there's quite quite a lot of engineers out there now that understand sort of the value of UX design. But I think on the whole, if you don't know what someone does, you see the output of their work, and you take that as the main thing that they do. So for design, it's if you don't know what we do, it's visual designs, right? Like you see someone's name attached to these designs, and you're like, okay, cool, they make those things. That's the sum of their work. And I think for engineers, it's code and the systems so you're like okay engineers they code and that's some of their work but i don't think that's true and i think that's a that's probably like the naive way to look about it they monitor systems they help keep systems up you know up and running they fix usability problems they monitor bugs they do a lot of stakeholder management as well support issues like so many different things one of the things i really value about working with engineers is their ability to see the sort of scenarios and the states that you might not have thought of mm. you know they because they will they they can almost fast forward and say well i'm gonna have to build this thing and then there's this situation's gonna come up and i'm I, what do i do yeah and you're like oh i hadn't thought of that I, i've had that so many t- the amount of times an engineer has said to me hey can you send me the error state for <laughs> insert whatever it is here and i'm like Oh, I did not think about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, no, it's always a happy pass. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, I think I've probably been in that situation so many times that I have a little a little engineering voice in my head. Yeah, yeah. That more so now that kind of says, yeah, but what about this yeah. thing? What does it sound like? What happens if the internet goes away? <laughs> <laughs> then what will you do? Yeah. What if they're using a 2G network? <laughs> Do you know, uh, the other day uh, I said to the engineer, I said, our website is really, really slow. I was like, is anyone else getting it really slow? Like, and it, I realized I'd been putting my, for, for about two months, I'd had you, Chrome on uh, slow 3G. Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't even just, notice. You're just powering through yeah, all powering your websites, yeah. How many, um, how many tickets have you read? <laughs> yeah. No one would listen to me. No, I know. Um, what, one thing I was going to say, though, kind of coming back to this, like, dual track stuff, and I think one of the problems with it, and I don't know whether you would agree with this, uh, and, and, and I'm not saying it's 
you know, uh, it's how we should work at all. But one thing I do find is that what happens is that a squad might have something that's a bit more sort of back end technical focused. And then it's like, right, well, whilst they're doing that, design does looks ahead for the next thing, yeah. right? And that's waterfall, right? Mm. That's not a squad working on the same thing. And so, like, my, I'd be interested to hear, like, whether you've had similar experiences doing, do you, doing that and how, how you break out. How do you break out of that, of that sort of cycle? I feel like dual track is mini waterfalls, aren't they? No, well... It's not really supposed to be. What what dual track is supposed to be is like as a team you ideate, you research and ideate an idea and a concept. You obviously um, you build confidence through different methods to know that's the right direction to go in. If that makes sense. But the point is, is that you're sort of you're going between design and building um, together, and it's much more sort of fluid, iterative approach with minimum effort. With minimum effort, exactly. For maximum. Learning. Exactly. So it, it's, it's, that's the point is that it's the learning. You have to be, you learn something from the next thing you do, but you're doing it as an entire team. But as I say, really at the moment, and I've experienced this in this past, is that it's like, well, engineers need to do this thing. So whilst the engineer is doing that, you did design. But really, you, as a squad, you should all be working on the same thing. Is that, is well, I say should. That's an opinion. Is it one that you necessarily subscribe to or is it? you know i love the philosophy <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah yeah i i think this is a really tricky one because it's like you get in, like the, the purest form of agile is what you've just described yeah and then yeah there's i've seen loads of things flying around about you know waterfall disguised as agile again it's some of it's about like maximizing your time right and Again, I, I wonder if there's some assumptions here, which are one, designers are working closely in a team with engineers. You know, that's a model. Maybe that's not all models. You know, I'd, I like how abstracted are you or how close are you to working with engineers on a day-to-day -day basis? And, you know, what systems are you working on as well? Like, what's your remit? Is it to keep things up and just make incremental change? Or is it, or are you drastically, like, are you creating something new in the world? that really requires a lot of testing and learning. I think a lot of it is your mindset needs to, needs to, needs to be one of design isn't done until that product is out Till Till I say it's done. Yeah, till I say it's done. Uh, but it, it, so you, like you almost need to, once you've created the designs, yes, there's probably not that much you can actually do in terms of like actual things that you have control over. But your job isn't done until that thing goes live. And so then you've got to get be in the mindset of how can I keep pushing this to 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 get through the door and to get out in front of people so I can start get getting some feedback on it. And like what levers can you pull on to make that happen? Some sometimes it's about like um it, I think there's like the carrot approach and there's a the stick approach. The carrot approach you probably talked about a lot already, which is like you get engineers involved in your process and you bring them on board and you show them things early and often. And the stick approach is, you say in stand-ups, it's been four weeks since I delivered these designs and I haven't seen anything go live, right? Like it's, you just need to start calling it out more and servicing it because people may not be aware how long they're spending on certain things. Yeah. I Yeah, and... and 
the other thing as well is I've sort of related to that um, is that I've coming back to kind of like working with different different styles of engineer and stuff. The amount of times I, I talk about pairing, like design pairing with engineers, because there's so many times when, you know, and this comes down to discipline as well. But you give you give a design over and you put it on a ticket, and then you find out that an engineer spent two days doing something that ultimately doesn't really matter, and they sh- there's absolutely no way they should have spent two days on it. And I think that's like the coming back to this like pixel perfection thing. That's why I don't like to have the pixel perfection because there's probably times when I'm like, go with the easier option because in terms of the time effort versus value, like it's just not worth it. And I, I much prefer to design in, co- uh, you know, yeah. in the code base because I don't know how difficult, and I know, and that comes back to like involving engineers earlier, but sometimes I like to do it on not on the on the fly maybe on the fly but but what i mean is that i'd like to i'd like to kind of work together with an engineer and make decisions when we know if something's do i like i i'd love to get into a point where you're kind of kind of this dual track thing where you're working together and you're designing it together but i just don't know if that's practical yeah i think a good example of that i wouldn't say working but a good example of that happening is stuff like hackathons right where mm. you do it with engineers and you're all there together co-located and you just smash something out in a couple of days or whatever it is it might not be perfect but at least it's you know created mm. and it's there and you worked on it together you worked on it at the same time i don't think you can keep that up long term because it's like it's full on eight hours a day you're both sat there looking at each other's screens it's mm. a bit intense yeah but i guess we incorporate elements of that I feel like what you're talking about is also in the day to day, there's just a lot of distractions. Yeah. And yeah. meetings and mm. other things that need to get done. And that just naturally kills momentum or any kind of like collaborative mm. energy to get two people working on things at the same time or a team working on the same thing. If you start to pull everyone out from that, it just inherently loses focus. True. And then you end up in a world where everyone just needs to kind of like get their thing done. So then everyone sort of starts to work a little bit more on their own just Mm. to get the thing done. And then you just have these points where you come together to kind of just check in, stand-ups, whatever. One thing I would recommend designers start doing is to try and figure out where there are opportunities to parallelize. It's really hard to say do things in parallel with, <laughs> with engineers. Because I've been in situations before where not having designs delivered has of, often been used as a blocker to, for engineers yeah. to do stuff. Yeah. But like you were saying, the first thing they then might do is say, oh, to work on this, I need to set up a one-hour meeting with the design system team to understand the design system. And it's like, you knew I was going to be using the design <laughs> system. You could have been doing that the last three weeks while I've been designing this thing right and and I, and I think some of that comes with experience but it's about recognizing where there are opportunities for them to do stuff earlier while you're still doing designs they can be ramping up on doing other things that they might need to get going once they've actually got those designs going back to your question chris about what you proposed as a you know i, I definitely find myself doing double track as in 
I, I almost feel like the <clears throat> the UI sort of stuff is the stuff that I find that I have to just get my head down and and then get it ready. Mm. And then I'm like, okay, then I'm going to go back to the to like the more research side or the the experimentation side or the discovery stuff to figure out what's next to answer some of the bigger questions. I'd love to do that more as a team. Mm. When I think about doing that in my current context, I think we would slow down quite a lot in terms of what we deliver. And I'm not sure there would be massive value add for us to do it that way. But it doesn't feel great. <laughs> and it feels like you, I feel like I'm con- like context switching quite a lot. I'm going from the, the granular UI, oh, there's a feature that we know is ready. We just need to get this, get tickets in the backlog and get it this like refined and ready to kind of like get in production to got this big research question that I need to start thinking about for an, uh, like Q1 discovery or whatever it might be. So I'm like, and I think that's the challenge. Mm. I think that's a real, I mean, I know we're talking about working with engineers, but like from a design perspective, what's what's kind of put on me is to do that bit, the, the UI delivery, get stuff ready for engineers, but also validate some of the stuff that's coming down the line. And that's quite a big yeah. spectrum to try and cover. And you, you can't just fit those things in nice tidy boxes. No. You have to respond to what's going on and you know yeah i i i find it really tricky i've got a reverse question for you which is i think as designers as people that work in agile dual track there's this need to constantly have collaborations like you could be collaborating more 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 collaboration that's what you need to do and i wonder do you think there's actually a world where we diverge more from engineering and we actually work more separately because things like the tooling and the systems that do our work will work more for us. And so we don't need to have as much collaboration. I feel like what you're asking is what we were kind of talking about when we were talking about generalized roles. Mm. And I feel like in a world where there's more specialisms, I think that could be true because I think you could have somebody that just does UI. Mm. with something and then because i think i think it depends where you are in the the product life cycle are you are you trying to learn about a new thing and create something new or uh, is the thing already there and you're just adding to it and kind of iterating on it so i think the i think you know what i i feel like what you described in terms of abstracting away being separate from engineers is maybe something that you would do more in like early stages of an mm. idea. But even then, I think that sometimes you might require some engineering to get involved in that, to yeah. actually build something real. So then it comes back to the mindset of the learning aspect. Are you, are, are you aware of where you're at? And I think as designers, we have quite a good grasp of this sort of like, like stages of product life cycle. Mm. I think, and I'm generalizing and I'm making a big assumption, but engineers kind of tend to just be very focused on the delivery of something that maybe already exists. And maybe they're not that aware of the product within a product. If you are sort of closer to having something in the real world and kind of like iterating on it and building it, 
the nuance of oh there's an idea that we're trying to like validate versus i'm building this for production Mm. i guess on that whole if something already exists and you just want to sort of i guess to some extent tinker with it a bit or just move it around a bit change the color change the labels that type of thing i was just thinking about something that chris said before which was as stuff like figma gets closer to the design system which gets closer to the actual code on the page whether you would just have something end to end and you you know you move a button on a page from the bottom to the top and you hit publish and it automatically goes live on the site now is something like which might you know it's not going to be next year but maybe it's three four five six years away is there a future where a future ux designer actually turns around to us and says i can't believe you had to talk to engineers back in the day i just hit a button and everything just goes live i just write prompts yeah i just i just write prompts and they just stuff happens i think we're quite a way off where we won't have to work with engineers yeah i mean fast forward a year and kind of implies that you don't want to work with engineers that's not what i said (laughs) i love working with engineers engineers. no i think i do i do like, I think we were talking about this the other day as well. I, I think there's obviously this whole idea of full stack developers. Again, like talking to 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 engineers, um, I question if that's that's a right way to go of like people being everything from back end through to to front end. And I just wonder whether we'll go full circle and be far more um, specialized in our areas. Mm. But I think until we're at that point, I think this is this is kind of how it'll be with working closely with engineers. Um, and uh, and like I was just sort of again just reading. Um, there's a, it says something about code. You know, d- developers will often want to say no to something you've designed. You've got to avoid that. Yeah. Like I don't know how. Like I don't know. There's obviously different methods. That one is involving them sooner. You know. That like a, going back to these like memes of how it looked in Figma and how it looked in in in, um, in code, we need to we need to make sure that what we are doing in Figma that someone who's the person who's going to build it can build it, yeah. but also we do need to challenge them when they say we can't do that. So uh, this would be a really interesting conversation, and and I think so many things we're talking about we're, today we're talking about working with engineers, but I think this com- we can kind of have the same conversation about working with stakeholders and just like wider business people, and you know there's probably some other groups. So we'll do some like follow up episodes on that. But it's really interesting how the conversations we've had so far about roles, specialisations, all that kind of stuff, and then also should designers code that question? I feel like that's kind of come out a little bit again today. I wonder if there's any like really practical things that both of you or maybe we can all like share or like, a little tip about how to kind of like improve your working relationships with engineers. I don't know if you've got any. Yeah, I would say my my, my go-to thing is no nobody comes to work to do a bad job. And I think that the same is true for engineers. No one's coming to work as an engineer to code something badly or incorrectly. And so if you're a designer and you're looking at something that's either been produced or hasn't been produced and you're getting annoyed with an engineer about the way that it has gone, just kind of remind yourself that this person's just here trying their best and what's the best way for me to frame my feedback to help them improve in their role. I know it's quite a high level thing. You probably apply it to lots of other 
types of roles as well but I, th- I think designers and engineers work so closely together that it's just important to bear that in mind yeah yeah so the, my, my one thing it kind of comes back to what I said earlier I think that it's important when every so often a, a squad should check in um, we, we've actually done this recently um, the, the squad should check in about the ways of working with design through to engineering and I think that um, during that, there should be conversations about how individuals like to do it, how how they like to work. Because um, as I say, like all engineers are different, all designers are different, and they've all got different ways of working. There's I've seen countless different ways of how designers might annotate um, and do their documentation. I've seen some that do it like there's a there's an awful lot of it and of others where there's none of it and i think that understanding the squad the is is about efficiency right so some squads will be more efficient if there's there's no documentation but other squads are far more efficient if it's very very thorough so i think you just need to be adaptable to those that you're working with so that you can all come to a common common ground. There'll be some compromise, obviously, because you'll have you know some that work very differently to others, but I think it's about finding that common ground of how you'd like to work. Uh, it takes time, though. When I feel like I'm doing a good job of a designer in a team of engineers, it's when uh, I'm showing them stuff and not telling them what to build. Um, and like I said, walking through some of the design decisions or even just getting some very early ideas from them on a basic interaction or a flow. What do you think about this? You know, what do you think about, should this be? And sometimes they're like, I don't know. You you make the decision. I'm like, okay, cool. But even if that's the case, there's the practice of asking for an opinion, whether you really are looking for it or not i think it's just asking the question to your wider team about certain design decisions but doing it like there's two ways of doing that the one is do it collectively do like a present your work present what you're finding back to the team make sure they're understanding the user needs make sure they're kind of like hearing the voice of the user um but also just like to the more like ad hoc kind of like one-on-one just kind of like just walk up to someone one day and like hey can i just show you this thing i'm working on just get your opinion on it I know we like to do that with designers, but I think you, and again, I think those things kind of surface the, the engineers that are taking an interest will take that have an interest will take an interest yeah. and they'll give you some really valuable feedback. Yeah. Um, and they'll, they'll help you be better as well. I think that's the good thing about it is they'll challenge you on, have you thought about this? The last thing is be kind to each other. Yeah, I was just like thinking, if an engineer was in the room right now, well, no, I was going to was gonna, all this chat. I was, how they feel? I was going to say, like, we should, we should maybe uh, get an engineer's perspective on it as well. There you go. Boom. <laughs> the end. <laughs> We've got at least 20 minutes, definitely. There's a bit of banging going on in the background, apologies about that.